Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to HOA. It's a true story. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Kelvin Nanny, the current executive director of CAI Basin. CAI is Community Associations Institute. We feel so honored to have Kelvin here today since he's preparing to retire his position, and we thought it would be a great opportunity for him to share his insights with all of us. Thank you again for joining us today, Kelvin, and welcome to HOA It's a True Story. Thanks, Reagan. Thanks, Bill. Really an honor for me to be here. I was kind of surprised when I got the uh, email because I had never done a podcast before, and it was like, that was great. You're always on the other end getting the speakers set up, right? (laughs) (laughs) I am. Well, tell us a little bit before we go too deep how you actually became the executive director for CAI Basin. We have been members of other uh, trade associations. So California Society of Association Executives, which is for all association executives throughout the state of California. We own a small association management company. And when CAI was looking for a new management company or new person to manage a chapter, they came to us. We interviewed and we got the position. It was a really great opportunity for, for our firm to, you know, come in and start working for CAI. Well, that's fantastic. So how many years have you been the ED? 15. Wow. That's yeah. really a long time. Yeah, that's, that's really great. Well, you know, just like anything, some days it flies by and other days it's <laughs> <laughs> like years fly by. Have I ever been home? Yeah. Well, as we get older, the days are long and the years are short. So, (laughs) well, having been there 15 years, how have you seen the HOA industry change during this tenure and, and how did CAI adjust to those changes? Well, that's a great question. You know, there have been so many things that have happened to HOAs or to the industry as well. I've been executive director. Some of the big ones were like the mortgage meltdown, and you rem- you all remember that. And then lack of civility in general in in the population. You know, overall, it's created to more apathy on boards. I think that it is. It just makes it hard to be you know nice when somebody is like looking at you and you know yelling at you for who knows what because they didn't get their coffee right or do you think that's just recent or when do you think you started to see that change i think i started seeing that you know six or eight years ago i blame reality television but (laughs) (laughs) you know because there's some truth to that you you can fight it was you know glamorized to fight and be um, rude rude well, what do you think CAI has done to adjust to that? They have a civility pledge that they ask HOAs and others to sign. And it talks about, you know, how, you know, how we should treat each other. And, you know, in reality, it's like should be just the golden rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated yourself. If you do that, you should be okay, unless you don't like yourself a lot. <laughs> Gosh, the, you know, even our, even our media can't get along. I mean, they don't right. even act professional anymore. No, well, and, you know, it's all about selling, you know, for them. They want eyeballs and, you know, the mean and, and nasty gets gets the eyeballs. Yeah, it's unfortunate, so, but true. 
And then also CAI has a great advocacy program, both nationally and state in, in the state of California. And it has helped with some other issues like electronic, you know, they're working on electronic voting and virtual meetings, solar rights and easements for condominiums, condo safety, removing discriminatory restrictive covenants that are in CCNRs working with Freddie Mae and Fannie Mac for housing, for condominiums, their COVID-19 responses. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, issues that CEI has tackled or, you know, has worked with legislatures to help modify so they will be applicable in a healthy financial way for, C- for community associations. So what do you think then CAI's biggest challenge is going to be going forward as they have tried to do some of these pledges and basically education awareness, what do you think their biggest challenge is going to be going forward from here? It's going to be member engagement, I believe. All of the different sectors of the industry have different needs. And, you know, a homeowner may may not be able to get involved. If they're working 40 hours a week, they probably can't, they may not be able to attend a luncheon. But, you know, some of the things you're coming up with, you know, webinars, bite-sized, short, you know, five to 10 minute videos that might help with a specific issue. So you're going to see more virtual stuff, I think, on demand when people want it versus going to an educational seminar. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the homeowners just want to get a magazine. They, you know, they don't want, they're already doing everything that they want to do. And it's just like, yeah, tell me what I need to know. I can read a magazine or I can look on it online. And that may be it, you know, whereas managers are looking for education and recertification and, you know, keeping up with current laws. And then business partners primarily want networking. And also also to have themselves shown as the subject matter expert. I know when I was on the National Board of Trustees for CAI, when we did the Gallup polls, one of the biggest uh, reasons for membership for a homeowner board of directors was the magazines. So either yeah. newsletter and the national newsletter. So, Well, yeah. the, and the statistics and analytical information that CAI has is invaluable. Anytime you're doing research, you know, if you don't go there and take a look at CAI's analytics, you know, that's just crazy because they've done such a great job getting that information compiled and it's very helpful. Yeah, they have they have a lot of data. They do, yeah. Yeah. So so if that's CAI's challenge, what is going to be the board's challenge going forward? CAI board or community association? The community association boards. I think their biggest challenges are going to be continue to be apathy. You know, in particular, in inflationary times, when, you know, your your $100 assessment is now really $130 assessment, but, you know, can you, is there the political will to keep up with inflation? And that, I mean, I think that's a big issue. Yeah, we interviewed a homeowner uh, that was on a board and, and they mentioned that when they had started on the board, it was a nine member board seat that went to seven down to three because they just can't get people to participate. And yet, of course, everybody you know has an opinion. They just don't want to be involved in part of the solution because they don't want to be attacked by neighbors, right? And get right. It, it comes back to civility. 
you yeah. know, and, and, you know, we're trying to do the right thing and this is what we think it is. And, you know, they, well, and education they is going to continue to be at the forefront of HOA industry as a whole, because they keep regulating it more and more and more. And that puts people into that state you were talking about of either apathy or lack of civility and aggression, you know, mainly because there's more pieces to the box now and there's more financial strain and there's more, 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 more. So I think it's going to continue to be a real struggle for them. And, but that's what makes CAI valuable as an educating platform for homeowners. You know, it's really important whether they're self-managed or managed through a community management group that they be involved in an organization such as yours so that they can continue, you know, to stay on the forefront of changes and not find themselves being sued. Because that's the other thing that we see a lot, right? Yeah, I get calls into the office on a regular basis of a homeowner that's complaining about how their board has been treating them or how their uh, the architectural committee has said, you know, they need to do something. And, you know, I need an attorney. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No attorney. Calvin, you may not know. And when I took over as president of the chapter back in the day, we had just let our our executive director go and Steve Wall and I had to write her last paycheck. So I had all those phone calls forwarded to my office phones. I don't know exactly the kind of calls you get. I was yeah. blown away. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And it's like, and why did you move to be a community association? You, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, so we talked about the challenges for CAI and the boards. What do you think the future of challenges is going to look like for the community managers? Oh, wow, that's a great question. First of all, getting community managers, I think, is a big issue. You know, a lot of the portfolio managers are are managing more and more properties than they have before. So I think, you know, I think burnout is probably going to be a you know, an issue. It's it's such a hard job to start with. So one of the things CAI has started doing is they've developing a course, a curriculum course for community colleges and colleges where community association management can be, that someone can get a degree in community association management. I think, you know, that's a step in the right direction. It's interesting you said that they're looking at giving a college degree, because I think, I think I've been talking about that for a while, saying, you know, gee, there's no college degree in this. And yet the amount of information that managers are now being required to know and learn, you know, they have to know everything from construction and maintenance to real estate law to human resources, human resources. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. The volume voting, they have to know all this information on laws and voting, you know, they have to become like mini lawyers. It's really interesting all that they have to know. And we're often reminding our own team members, hey, construction and maintenance is just one small piece of the pie that these people do. And you have to be respectful that they have so many other things in there on their plate that they have to know and be involved in, you know, remember that. Right, and then it's not only legislation that's being added, but there's new technology. Yes. 10 10 years ago, did we have solar on the rooftops? Uh, not really car chargers. 
you know, new internet substructure, they're all big issues for, for communities. And so subsequently big issues for community managers. Now we just had CAI national, their big meeting out where was it? Florida? It was in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you went out there for that. What do you think, do you feel like CAI national is facing the same challenges nationwide? Are you hearing that, you know, California is a little bit different and progressive <laughs> in their laws, or is it pretty much the same problem everywhere? I think it, it is, you know, kind of the same problems everywhere. I mean, aging infrastructure, you know, Champlain Towers and that tragedy, uh, those kinds of things are, you know, they were all talked about at National. Yeah. And, you know, the same kind of FEMA, can they now respond to disaster response and recovery? You know, housing finance, there are issues that, you know, are are taking over everywhere. Uh, the housing shortage is, uh, as the great reshuffling has uh, kind of taken place, housing has gotten more restrictive as far as availability. So it's just, you know, there's a lot, but it is more nationwide. And, and in some cases it's global. We know that you personally have a certified meeting professionals certification through MPI. So as a meetings professional, where do you see meetings going in the future? Well, I think you're always going to have in-person, but I think you're, all, you're going to see more virtual or virtual will continue to be part of the uh, equation. So there'll be in-person and virtual, there'll be webinars, there'll be, like I said, on-site, on-demand, bite-sized information, as well as a hybrid. The issue that I have with hybrid right now is it's so expensive. You mm -hmm. know, you have to have cameras and tech, and tech support and microphones, you know, and all of that. So podcasts are great. <laughs> yeah, we kind of more out of necessity. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's always more to all of it than you think there's going to be. But I think there will always be the need for in-person meetings because people are human craving social interaction. And we did pretty well bridging the gap over the course of the pandemic. But you can just tell the second that the doors opened up again, you know, people were really craving that social interaction and face-to-face. -face, and there's a real need for it. They're going to have to have some kind of hybrid, I think. Yeah, you know, there is. But I think there's going to be still some in-person, standalone stuff. Yeah. But it's, you know, and then as technology evolves, who knows? You know, it might be uh, holographic virtual. Uh, I don't know. Won't that be cool? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Well, so as you kind of see yourself winding down, what did you enjoy the most about this time? in the HOA industry? Um, I enjoyed the people the most, actually. The social. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, great getting to know so many people. And I would say the vast majority of them are friendly and, you know, they have good intentions. You know, that has been fun. And, you know, in particular for uh, board members who are um, on the chapter board of directors, you know, we've become friends. 
yeah it's been nice we've done a lot of fun things together and you know one of the things i have always said volunteering should be fun if it's not fun you're doing it wrong i agree <laughs> you know and um because you know it's our time that we give and you know time is the most important thing i believe we have to offer and um it's a big big commitment and you should have fun I think one of the things I've always enjoyed so much about our industry is the ability to combine real discussions, real education with fun. You know, whether it's at a, a gala, a luncheon, or a golf tournament, you know, all of those things have been just so fun to put it together. And I think one of my favorite luncheons has always been the legislative updates because it's so interesting to hear all the different stories that come out of it, how they got to where they were, and then yet you can turn around and go play golf at the next you know event with that person and, and kind of get a deeper dive. I really like that aspect of it, that they've been so successful blending both aspects. It is nice to do the case, the case law for the previous year as well as legislation, because some of the stuff really is insane. <laughs> <laughs> You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> oh, no. I think it's kind of accurate. So. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think one of the things I've learned the most is that, you know, be flexible. Oh, yeah. Uh, do the right thing. And um, sometimes that just means you bend things a little, you know, to make sure, you know, to make they make them fit. I think being part of this industry has made me a better person. Um, look at people more and then, you know, well, this is the rule. It's like, well, you know, I think that some of the challenges that we've experienced in the last couple of years and not being able to hire, get people back to work the way I think everybody thought would happen and having this labor shortage again, I think I've learned to be more patient because I'm just happy people are showing up to work. You know, you go to Starbucks and your order's wrong. You just go, okay, you know, don't yeah. get mad. I'm just happy you came to work today. Right. I'll take the coffee. Well, the, the number of places that have closed because they don't yeah. have staff. I mean, you know, you can't, I can no longer walk two blocks to get, to get a Starbucks. It's, you know, it's now like halfway across town. <laughs> I know yeah, they're not closed for some other reason. So that it's been a challenge for whatever. sure. So based on that, what recommendations do you think you could offer to CAI National or even our local chapter, Basin, as you're kind of leaving and seeing this, what would you tell them? I would just say keep focused on the issues, you know, and don't get uh, sidebarred, you mean? Right, don't get sidebarred. What you said earlier about always you know, education and education and networking together. You know, I think that's a, a key factor, keeping people engaged. A friend of mine used to say, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Have some type of fun aspect <laughs> to it, even if you're, even if it's serious topic. Well, even non-fun things can be a good opportunity to learn. So. They can. As long as we can. So what, what does this mean for the next stage in your life? What are you going to do from here? That is a really good question. I'm going to try, I'm going to go on vacation and ponder it 
but I know that I'm going to do some volunteering. <clears throat> and there are two there are two issues right now for me that are really important. It's the homeless situation in San Francisco, and uh, also uh, gay gay youth who come to San Francisco um, because they have no there's nowhere else for them to go. So that's kind of the two the two things that I want to help out with. That's fantastic volunteering. You know, is uh, says a lot about a person's nature and personality, and we certainly don't have enough volunteers out there. So, that no, those are that's huge, a great San Francisco issues too. So. Yeah, San Francisco could really yeah. use some help. They can, you know, do they have the political will to do it? I don't know, but well, the vacation is a good way to start. So that's you know, get your get your stress gone and yeah. get yourself going. That's great. Well, Kelvin, after 15 years and then some, I know that you've got a good story to share with us. After all, we are <laughs> HOA. It's a true story. I was trying to think of one that was that was a you know a good a good story. I know a lot of stories that are like not that good. Um, you know, just when people take uh, take over associations and make them better. Because I'm not a community manager, I haven't really heard that many. I've heard, you know, there's this one woman who wanted to test her hibachi on her patio in the middle of fire season in a very dry area of the year. And there were fires actually going over all over the place uh, around her. And the fact that she got a letter from somebody on the committee saying you know you really can't do you know you can't start a fire on your deck she was incensed this may and not so, be the right time of year to test a barbecue right well she was going to give it away and she wanted to make sure her hibachi worked before she gave it away and it's like okay <laughs> and so now every week she sends me a letter telling me what's happening at her association <laughs> that you know all of the things that are wrong with her associations, you know. And at first I read them and occasionally if I'm feeling particularly like I've got a little bit of time, I'll read her, I'll read the letters. It's it's kind of amazing. That she that, spent that time dissecting everything and giving you the information. Right, taking pictures. These are the chandeliers that were taken out of our perfectly fine public space, common space. You know, they remodeled it and they should have known that there was going to be a big insurance increase. And why didn't anybody know about fire safety? And, you know, how come? So a lot well, of those. You should of, encourage her to get on the board. <laughs> she can go educate herself in all those things. Uh, yes. Well, I want to thank you for your many years of service to such a great organization, first of all. And I want to thank you for joining us today. And please stay in touch so we know what the rest of your next chapter begins to look like. And we'll keep in touch with you as well. And Kelvin, thanks again. If anybody would like to reach out to you, we will have them send us a request at inquiry at gbgroupinc.com and we'll be happy to forward it to you. Great, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Kelvin, thanks for all your effort over the 15 years. You did an awesome job. And I wish you very best with your volunteering venture. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the hours that you've given to the chapter as a volunteer and a subject matter expert for events and education.
Mm, our pleasure, truly. All right. Well, thank you for that. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.